Second Thessalonians chapter 3. Just going to read the first five verses of Second Thessalonians uh, chapter 3. Let me just read these verses to us. As for other matters, brothers and sisters, pray for us that the message of the Lord may spread rapidly and be honoured, just as it was with you. And pray that we may be delivered from wicked and evil people, for not everyone has faith, but the Lord is faithful. He will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. We have confidence in the Lord that you are doing and will continue to do the things we command. May the Lord direct your hearts into God's love and Christ's perseverance. Pray for us. Guess that's a plea you've heard many times from mission partners, from missionary organisation. You'll hear it again from myself this morning. And of course, some of our mission partners will give us things to pray for. You know, Danko in, in there in Bosnia. You know, he's got his, his prayer letter comes out and he's, there's a list of things that he wants you to pray for. His drugs ministry, the, the Godfather project, the educational project and so on. And we can be praying for those specific things. But occasionally we have mission partners who maybe we've not heard from for a while. And we can be thinking, what can I be praying for them? Well, Paul asks for prayer here uh, for his ministry and some of the things that he, he, he says we, we can be praying for our mission partners as well. The first thing is the message. The message. Paul begins, doesn't he? As for other matters, brothers and sisters, pray for us that the message of the Lord may spread rapidly and be honoured. The message. You see, whatever our mission partners are, whatever part of the world they may be working in, whatever language they may be speaking, or to whatever ethnic group, they will have a message to proclaim. And that message is the word of the Lord. And that's important that we remember that. Because firstly, it determines what we proclaim, what we preach. You see, this message wasn't Paul's message. It's not our message. It's not the message of politicians or the great thinkers of our age. No, it's the word of the Lord. And it's important that we remember that. Because as I say, it determines what we preach. You see, we're not at liberty to preach whatever we like. We're not at liberty to change the message if we think we're going to face opposition or to make it more popular or easy to understand. No, it's the word of the Lord. And we're not at liberty to change it. So it determines the content of the message, but it also determines the power of the message as well. Because this is the word of the Lord, it is empowered by the Lord. Paul has told them this in his first letter. He said to them in chapter 1, verse 5, Because our gospel came to you, not simply with words, but also with power. He says, with the Holy Spirit and deep conviction. God empowers his word by his Holy Spirit. If we preach his word. So that's the first thing, and it's a very obvious thing perhaps. Very simple thing. But pray for our mission partners. Pray for Danko there in Bosnia that he would preach the word of God. 
that despite opposition or whatever, you'll, you'll not, you know, you'll not try to make it easier or, or more palatable or to be more popular. No, we preach the word of God. But secondly, we must preach about the reception of the message. Did you know what he said? Pray for us that the message of the Lord may spread rapidly and be honoured just as it was with you. Pray about the reception of the message. Firstly, he says, doesn't he, that it would spread rapidly. Literally, the Greek main, means runs ahead. Now, Paul is, 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 is writing his letter from Corinth. He's recently been in Athens. And I sometimes imagine, I wonder if he got to see some Olympics when he was there. I don't know. But there he, there he was watching this race, and there was the, that first century version of Usain Bolt, you know, running ahead of the rest of the field. And he thinks to himself, oh, wouldn't that be wonderful if that's how the gospel was spread? Runs ahead, spreads rapidly. And, you know, many of our mission partners are not in situations like that. I know Danko isn't. We, our church, Emmanuel in Northwich, through SGA, we support a missionary family who are working in Kazakhstan, the Bobkovs, trying to reach the Uyghur people right in the far east of the country, almost on the Chinese border. And they've been there for a number of years, and they've seen very, very little fruit. And they replaced a missionary family who'd been there for many, many years before, and it was exactly the same for them. And so, oh, that the, the word of the Lord would spread rapidly there in Bosnia, or in Kazakhstan. But also we to pray that it would be honoured. How is the word of God honoured? Well it's honoured if people receive it as it should be, isn't it? If they would repent and believe. Oh, let's pray for them that people would, would, would that Danko, that the Bobkovs there in Kazakhstan would be encouraged as they see people turning to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and being saved. Pray about the reception. And finally, we're to pray about the opposition as well. Did you notice what Paul says in verse 2? And pray that we may be delivered from wicked and evil people, for not everyone has faith. When Paul was in Thessalonica, if you read back into the book of Acts, you'll see that he was opposed, opposed violently there. He had to leave very quickly in fear of his life. And that was often the case whenever he preached the word of God. He was hated. And when we speak about the word of God to people, and when we, our missionary partners speak about the word of God, they will face opposition. It's bound to come. And occasionally that opposition might even be violence. Well, we can pray about that, can't we? But we must remember, as Paul says in verse 3, he says at the end of there, and that you, he, may, he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. Because you see, behind, behind the opposition is the evil one, Satan himself, who hates, who hates the word of God, who hates the gospel, because that gospel has got power to transform people's lives, to lift them out of the kingdom of darkness, out of his kingdom, into the kingdom of light, the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he hates that, and he will oppose it. And he will use people, men and women, even unwittingly, 
to prevent the gospel, to oppose it. So let's pray. But we can be encouraged as we pray. I jumped over that at the beginning of verse 3, but it says, doesn't it? But the Lord is faithful, and he will strengthen and protect you from the evil one. We pray to a faithful Lord and we can be encouraged. Do you remember it was, it, was, it was Jesus who said, didn't he, when he commanded his disciples to go, go into all the world, he says, and make disciples of every nation. What did he then say? And I will be with you always until the end of the age. He's the faithful Lord. He's promised to be with us always. That promise is for us because the end of the age hasn't come yet. And he promised to be there. He promises to be with your mission partners. He promises to be with you as you seek to share the gospel with those you come into contact with daily. So we can be encouraged by our faithful Lord. Well, I want us to turn. I'm just going to hopefully just plug this in. If you just give me a a moment um, and we'll get this working. Hopefully, we'll get something on the screen. There we go. That's always a good sign when technology works. Well, just to remind you very briefly, let me bring this a bit closer, what SGA seeks to do. Uh, There are four areas of SGA's ministry. We're involved in training of, of workers. We do that in our Bible schools. We're involved in the uh, supporting of leaders, over 180 uh, leaders that SGA is currently sponsoring. We're involved in the publication of literature, translation of good Christian books into other languages, and even translation of Bibles in some situations. And also the distribution of humanitarian aid. And as you can imagine, in the situation in Ukraine, over the last 18 months or so, that's been quite a big thing. And yes, one of the 180 people that you help us sponsor is Danko there in, in Bosnia. Continue to pray for him and his ministry uh, as you receive those prayer letters from him about, about his work. But also pray for the training of workers as well. This is one of the main strands of SGA's ministry. We have a number of Bible schools that are operating at the moment. You can see a list of them on the screen there. Uh, I will be shortly, in fact in a couple of weeks' time, be heading out to Romania to to speak at Turgu Mares. You can see it third on the list there. And then travelling on to Seged in Hungary uh, and then on to Kansavir in Serbia. I'd value your prayers for that as I go. But also, pray about that new Bible school that's due to be starting in Romania, uh, in Targoviste, next January. Pray that that would be a strong school and the Lord would bless it. Uh, the students would be well prepared and, uh, and, and enthusiastic about their, their learning. And I want to just very briefly share with you a new country that SGA started to work in with partners. And that's the country of Mongolia. Country there in the east, sandwiched between Russia uh, at one side and, and China at the other. Uh, this is a very needy land. If you look at the statistics over 98 percent 
of Mongolians have never heard the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And many of them, especially those that are living in the surrounding areas, outside of the main city, Ulaanbaatar, in those surrounding areas, may be hundreds of miles from the nearest church. Imagine that. You know, if, 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 the, if, if, if we lived somewhere where we would have to travel 100 miles to get to church, imagine what that's like. It's difficult for us to imagine, isn't it? Well, a lot of the evangelism has been concentrated on the capital. But we, in the project that we were involved in, it's to seek to reach the surrounding areas. Just going to move on from that and share with you about the country of Mongolia. That video shared some of the ministries of Beeble Mission. Some of you will be familiar with Beeble Mission. They work in Central Asia with us. Uh, they do the Joy of Christmas project. I'll share a little bit about it in a moment. They do the house building the houses of prayer, doing the uh, uh, children's ministries, camps, and so on. But another partner we've got in this area is Transworld Radio. And again, it's a missionary organization you may be familiar with. Because you see... Many people are living in isolated places, uh, as I mentioned, hundreds of miles away from maybe their nearest church. And also, as it said in the video, 30 years ago, there wasn't a church in Mongolia. And a lot of the Christians in the church and the, ch the leaders as well are first generational. And it's difficult for us to understand because 
as God's word said, doesn't it? One generation will commend your works to another. That's how it works. Usually, the older generation teaches the younger generation. And then when they get to that point, they will teach the next generation. But if everybody's a young believer, where are the experienced leaders, the teachers, and so on? Well, this is where radio can help. And SGA has a project, had a project uh, two or three years ago, called Sending Little Missionaries. And those little missionaries were small radio sets that were distributed. And we've been able to send uh, finance for over 3,000 of these small radios to be given out uh, evangelistically, but also to young believers as well, so that they might be taught. And the question is, does it make a difference? Does radio actually make a difference? Well, this is the testimony of one nomadic couple in Mongolia. For centuries, Mongolian sheep herders have lived a life of extreme nomadic seclusion on the steppes of Mongolia. There are no churches here. Most people have never heard the name of Jesus. Yet, Jaga and his family met one of the only Christians in their area. Against all odds, they heard the gospel and believed. But how could they grow in Christ and learn more about God's word without the local church and other believers? Our nomadic life is a huge challenge when it comes to being a part of a church family. Due to the sheer distance from any urban area, we could hardly visit and join a church on a regular basis. But radio has become our lifeline. It feeds our faith with solid biblical teaching and lifts our spirits, leading us in worship. We are unique in that sense. Our entire family depends and benefits from this radio. Often my husband takes the radio with him when he tends the sheep, and it has become his only confidant on the vast pasture. Indeed, the radio feeds my soul as it keeps a company lonely shepherd as I am. The word of God inspires and comforts me. My fellow herders now call me Jesus Jaga, of which I'm very proud of. What an honor to carry this title, and I feel privileged and responsible to be of good testimony to the Lord's name. I'm forever grateful to Jesus that he has found me. Amen. As well as providing radios, SGA sponsors one of Transworld Radio's programs that's broadcast across Mongolia called Do You Know? It's the life story of Jesus in, in, in dramatic form, and these cultures love to hear stories. And they'll gather around the radio, they'll listen to this story, and then they'll become intrigued. Who's this person, Jesus? I want to know him. They'll contact Transworld Radio, and they'll be sent literature. Uh, and so pray, pray for this needy country of Mongolia and for those efforts to, to take the gospel, especially to those outlying areas, those nomadic peoples. I mentioned the Joy of Christmas project. Many of you will be involved in doing shoeboxes at this time of the year. I know so. And the Joy of Project is a project that SGA sponsors in Central Asia. And it's a bit more difficult to send a shoebox out to Central Asia. 
a uh, lot further on. So what we do is we finance this project and these, these shoe boxes are put together by our partners, thousands of them in fact, and they're distributed often to very poor chil children, uh, children who wouldn't receive you know, gifts any, other way, any otherwise. Uh, and as well as it, the, the toys and the, and the sweets, there are, there's literature in the boxes as well, calendars, Christian calendars and so on. And they're often given out in, in meetings where, where there's a presentation uh, of the Christmas story as well. And I just want to share with you uh, the video we've received from Beeble Mission uh, of, of, of the, the most recent uh, Joy of Christmas project. And I do have to warn you, just in, in advance, there are angels in this in this video. Рождество это ожидание. Мы услышали четыре истории. Пастухи ждали спасителя, и он пришел. Царь Ирод не хотел отдавать свой трон, поэтому он хотел убить младенца Иисуса. Мудрецы пришли с Востока, чтобы поклониться Христу. Иосиф и Мария приняли с радостью сына от Бога. Я чтиство это чудо. В этом году мы особо ждали радость Рождества. Библейская миссия с Божьей помощью и вашим участием смогла подарить радость 12 тысячам детей в странах Центральной Азии, которые услышали благую весть о рождении Христа. 4688 подарков были розданы по всей Центральной Азии на рождественских акциях, отнесены в нуждающиеся семьи и центры надежды. Каждый подарок особо наполнялся любовью и молитвами о тех, кто очень скоро будет держать их в своих маленьких руках. Глаза детей загорались особым светом, когда они открывали подарки. Эмоции их просто переполняли, когда они все глубже погружались в подарок. Спасибо, что вы разделили радость Рождества вместе с нами и детьми. Спасибо, что внесли свою лепту в общее количество подарков. Спасибо, что были вместе с нами. Увидимся в следующем году. И ожидаем вашего участия. Well, if you do want to get involved in that project, there's some leaflets on my table uh, at the far end of the room. You can see it called Christmas on them. You can't miss them. Uh, please take one of those. And also to mention on, on the table, you'll find some, a new SGA uh, magazine for children. It's called Connect. Uh, and, and please take copies, copies for your own children or grandchildren or, or for the Sunday school. Uh, and uh, the idea is this magazine will come out twice a year. And if you'd like to receive it in future, there's a little slip inside that you can fill in 
and send back to the SGA office or just email the office and they'll, they'll send you copies. And to mention in a couple of Saturdays time, not next Saturday but the Saturday afterwards, it is our SGA Northern Conference in Chester at Upton Baptist Church, four o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, and we've got a special guest from Central Asia, uh, uh, David Poroshkin is coming over and he will be sharing about the ministries of Bible Mission, the Joy of Christmas Project and so on. So if you're free a week on Saturday, four o'clock, and can get over to Chester, uh, it would be great to hear what, what, what's happening there from, from David. But very briefly, I realise time's gone, just to mention uh, Ukraine very quickly uh, and the work that SGA's been doing. I shared a little bit about this last year when I came, but mentioned how churches are at the centre of, of helping people in that land, whether it's taking in refugees uh, or helping people who've, who are returning to their, their homes and finding homes that are destroyed or are just suffering from the trauma of war and need counselling and so on. Sadly, one of the great needs has been the need to support widows. SGA has been seeking to help in this, with this situation in Ukraine, uh, sending out finance and so on. Widows like Katia. Uh, and this is, this is Katia's story. Three children. Her husband Pavlo was drafted into the Ukrainian army in September 2022. He fought in the Kherson region and later took part in the battles near Soledar. He was reported missing in January, but it took several weeks to find his body. The youngest daughter, Sophia, was born on June the 3rd. While she was grieving the loss of her husband and struggling with many challenges, the local evangelical church reached out to her through SGA Widows Fund. I lost the dearest person to me and the father of my children. He loved us and for the sake of a better fate for our family he went to fight and gave his life as a hero. We miss him so much. God revealed himself to me and my children through the love and care of the local church. Without this support, I would not have survived. I lost my husband, but I gave birth to a daughter. She is a sign from God of hope and a future. I guess many times. And then of course there are the orphans. Gener uh, created by the war, SJ sought to help families that have been taking in orphans, uh, over 600 or so now, uh, that SJ has been able to just provide some finance for to, to help feed those, you know, those extra mouths within the families. And those of you who've been on the Zoom prayer meetings will see that and recognise that man, that's Pastor Sergei Sidney, he's somebody whose ministry we've been seeking to support. Uh, Sergey's works in the Kherson region uh, and you can see there behind him a, 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 mini, a minibus and, and Derek Maxwell, our general director, is handing over the keys to that minibus uh, because his church has been doing remarkable work seeking to help some of the, the outlying villages that are suffering uh, as a result of the war. We've recently begun to travel to remote rural villages in our region. The roads to these villages are often difficult to pass. Electricity lines lie along the roadside. And the land either side is littered with mines and shell casings. The closer we get to our destination, the more distressed our hearts become. 
the entire land is disfigured and houses are completely ruined. Some of these villages still have no electricity supply. But our arrival brings happiness. The villagers share with us how difficult it is to rebuild their houses and restore their lives. We distribute food parcels, warm clothes and blankets. These things are necessary for those who have lost almost everything because of the war. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. And we want to bring this light to the villagers. We take the opportunity to share with them the good news of Jesus Christ. We thank you for our mutual ministry during this period of wartime struggling. For your prayers and financial support and for the vehicle that will enable us to continue to visit these remote places. Please keep praying for us and the people we serve together. That's sorry, that video, that, that, that minibus is being put to great use, taking help and, and so on, the gospel uh, to surrounding villages. One of the encouragements, I do want to leave you with an encouragement that we've received as we've got, been on those Zoom meetings, is to hear how God is building his church in Ukraine, despite the war. Now the figures you can see on the screen there are from last year, but more than uh, 3,000 newly baptized converts in Ukrainian Baptist churches, and that's, this is the, 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 peop, the churches that we are, we are working with. And Pastor Igor Bandora was on one of those calls, and he says his view is that in, for the t figures for 2023, this current year will be even greater than that. God is building his church, and we can, we can be encouraged by that, despite the terrible things that are happening in that land. And that's why it's been important that SJ has sought to support gospel ministry and leaders and so on. SGA already sponsors 35 pastors in Ukraine, but we've been able to help on a temporary basis, sponsor many more pastors who've maybe lost their incomes, maybe had to move to the other side of the country to safety and so on. But to encourage them to, to get involved with, in ministry where they are, rather than to, to look for secular work or even to go abroad. Uh, and so we've sought to, to help with that situation. So please pray. Please pray for us, as I began by saying, please give thanks for those SJ Bible schools uh, and pray for that new school starting in Romania at the beginning of next year. Pray for Mongolia, needy country, and the efforts to take the gospel to those nomadic peoples. Pray for those churches in Ukraine as they seek to deal with the consequences of war and support widows and orphans and so on. And pray for those, those widows and orphans, that God would bring comfort into their, their situations uh, and, help, the, and for the, help for those who are supporting them. And finally, be encouraged and give thanks for the increased church attendance on those conversions in Ukraine. The table's out there. Please go and have a look. It's in the corner, uh, a bit out of the way. There are some Christmas cards on there. You know, it's not that long till Christmas, so get your Christmas cards. But in the knowledge that the, the proceeds will go to support widows in Ukraine. Uh, so what better uh, th than, than that? So, so please have a look and, and the other leaflets and so on 
uh, on the table as well. We're going to close uh, by singing, and we'll just quickly uh, swap over the lead here. <clears throat> just mention, if you have any questions, come and ask me as well. Uh, at the end, at the end, I'll go and stand up by the table if there's anything you want to ask, and please, uh, please do that. But we're going to uh, sing now. How shall they hear? <clears throat>